Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Pick Up Your Sword. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday. I'm mean, Thursday. It's Tuesday, December 19th in the year 2023. Not Thursday yet. Thank goodness. It's going fast enough as it is. This week is flying by already like every other week. And we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Remember, we keep talking about the most important time of year now is to make sure we're reaching out and helping others wherever we can. This is an important time to recognize that there's a lot of people alone and the devil works very well at trying to make people feel they're alone and, and crush them. There's a lot of people with financial problems. There's a lot of people with stresses. We have a great community and a community that we need to work to make sure that we support one another intensely and, and continually. And so let's make sure we do that, keeping our ear to the ground for those that need prayer and those that need emergency assistance. We want to make sure that people don't go hungry. We want to make sure that children have something to celebrate Christmas with. And most importantly, want to make sure that people have the prayers that they need. So please keep your ears out for those that need that. If you need those things, reach into our community. We have the community space in Bards Nation. Use it to put up a message and let us know. It's really important that um, we really keep our focus on what's truly part of our walk, which is to raise up the body of Christ and not leave anybody behind. So important right now because this deep state is ruthless. They're they're satanic. They're everything that we hate and dis- and despise. And they are literally working overtime to try to make people's lives miserable, to suffer through to this next era that will break people's will and submit them to the will of the evil, which we will not let happen. So that is where we're going to look at tonight in a lot of different parts of this and looking at our government that is, quite frankly, a tyrannical mess. It is a sellout institution that has sold its soul to the devil and for all of its own personal rewards they think they can gain. And they're doing so using taxpayer dollars without any care for you or I. That's all of them. Let's just be clear. There's nobody at this point in time that can be excluded. And as much as I'd like to say that's not true, the problem is that they're still in playing the game. They're part of the problem. If you're a teacher and you're still teaching, you're part of the problem. If you're a government official is following orders and still part of the government, you're part of the problem. And that's literally where we have to start realizing is that the separation of the wheat and the chaff has happened we are past the point, really, of having to wait for some miraculous change of heart. These people don't have it. They're there for the long term. They've made their decision, and that is where the fight is and where it will continue. Now, Patriots, part of that is a reality that we are going to have everything used against us that can. And unfortunately, that truth hurts, and people aren't really willing to accept it, but we have to start coming to grips with it. We are literally being run by the clowns. And that makes us all part of the circus in the event that they want us to suffer their chaos. So even though many of these problems can be solved and solved quickly, we know they're not going to do it because in order to do that would relieve pressure off of us and and would not take the pressure and the heavy hand of the boot on our throat that they so enjoy. You have to be prepared. And part of that preparation is to having the emergency supplies that you need in your food supplies to make sure that no matter what happens, you can endure the weather and, and weather the storm. Right now, Patriots, my Patriot Supply at our website, preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com has their four-week emergency food kit on sale for $60 off. It is a fantastic kit. It is one everybody should have. It's a baseline or a reinforcement for the food systems you already have in place. And it's one of these things that's critical in this hour that we all have this. You need to get one for every member of your family. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. All of this comes in rugged packaging. The meals are delicious. It's 2,000 calories a day. And it's literally designed to sit on the shelf for up to 25 years, which is fantastic. My Patriot Supply is the largest company in the country providing survival and preparation foods. And so they are a great company. They're a great sponsor of the show, and I respect everything they do. So, again, head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Order by 3 p.m., 
and you'll get free same-day shipping, which is amazing. And so again, head on over to preparewithbards.com. You will not be disappointed. All right, Patriots, I want to begin with a piece today that was posted by Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers. I think this kind of sets the tone and the tenor for what we're going to be discussing tonight, and it's on point. Buckle up. I want to take a second and speak on behalf of my brothers and sisters who have served the military and the people of the United States of America to protect and defend this nation and the Constitution of the United States. We feel betrayed. We feel betrayed by the very institution that made us swear an oath that they refuse to keep. We feel betrayed by an institution that sent us downrange to fight for liberty and for the things that we hold dear under a facade that has become the leadership of the United States of America. We were willing to do it for you not because we hate what's in front of us, but because we love those next to us and we love what we're leaving behind, behind us. Too many brothers I put in a body bag to send home in a dignified transfer died so that we could be free. That's what we believed. Too many of us are continuing to die because the very institution that we swore an oath to continues to kill us, continues to damage us and ruin our families' lives. Enough, Congress, Senate, legislators, magistrates, get your heads on straight and start doing your jobs. We did ours. That's a direct order from Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, retired. Special Forces, Medical Corps, Flight Surgeon. God bless America. Reinstitution that we swore. That is a direct order. Direct order from, from a retired lieutenant colonel to our congressman, to everybody in the government. Take it seriously. We're entering into your last warnings. We're not playing around anymore. This is the end of the days of tolerance for stupid and for the exploitation of the American people. And these, this game is up. The idea that you can be in, for example, the Border Patrol and give an, exam, uh, give an excuse that you're following orders when you know you're in direct violation of the Constitution, there's no excuse for that. Not, the idea that you can be in government or in some sort of DHS desk jockey job being changing rules that you know affect the Constitution that are against the Constitution and think you can get away with that, there's no excuse for that. You will be held accountable. And that hour is upon us now. And the people are awakening. And the people are awakening hard and fast. And quite frankly, we're sick and tired of the garbage that's going on, the way taxpayer dollars are being used. And all of this comes down to a simple fact that we are literally in a spiritual war. They're putting on the ruse that this is a polit political war or that this is an economic issue or that this is a new change in the way of seeing the world by woke teachings. All of this is ridiculous. This is all about programming and screwing up an entire generation to totally slaughter the children in any future of a family that would be able to restore itself in the United States. At the core of this is Satanism, straight up Satanism. This piece, language warning, few F-bombs in it, but I'm going to play it as it is. Here we go. This whole country is not based upon Christianity. It's satanic from head to toe. Don't ever think that the president is not a satanic worshiper either. Don't ever think, and I'm going to put it out there too. I'm going to put it out there. Nice. I'm going to put it out there. And the United States is called the Council of Foreign Relations. That's mainly how they got into it. They mainly got into it because you can't become a president. You may think you elect a president, but I'm here to tell you, you elect whoever they put up. And they know which president they're going to make. They make them. They, all this po political stuff, right. that's just BS. That's bullshit. Why? That is bullshit. That, that, that is the most deceiving... Uh, thing in America. So even the Federal Reserve is not of the United States. It's a separate entity that's ran by the Rothschilds. See, the Rothschilds, they run all that from their house. That didn't come from the tribunal. <laughs> they came in the Sabbath where Luther would appear. But just to hear, remember, 
Too many people got the death spread out all over the place. He is one being. He's not God. He can only be. If Lucifer standing here this very moment, he's nowhere else in the whole universe. So usually he sets he sets the Rothschild house to give them orders, or he appears what is called the Golden Dawn Coven. They don't they don't leave that house. Yeah, I heard something about that. You don't leave the house. Why is that? Because that's where the devil dwells. The, dwell, the, the devil can only be in one place. God is everywhere. You understand? But these people are satanic at the point. They don't believe in God. They hate God. Because their God is Lucifer. And you better decide who you're going to serve. And I'm telling that to every single person now in uniform, in our government, in our private sectors. You better decide who you're going to serve. Because if you're not serving the people and you're not serving God, wrath is coming. We don't have to worry about where wrath is coming from. You just need to worry about how it's going to hit you because it's coming. And there's not going to be any games with this. We're done playing these games. There's just a sickness that is pervasive in our society. Let me give you another example of this. This is a great interview here with Cash Patel. And he's going to talk a lot about how they keep hiding things from the American public. Here we go. Who has Jeffrey Epstein's black book? Black book. FBI. But who? That is that. that I mean, there. Oh, that's under direct control of the director of the FBI. Just like the manifesto from the Nash Nashville school shooting yes. of the Catholic school. Yes. We still haven't seen that, right? It's not the Nashville police or PD saying we don't want this out. The FBI airmailed into that operation and said this is not getting out. Because they do that because they, this is another government gangster operation. All these local law enforcement communities get funding from the DOJ and FBI for right. local programs. And if you don't cooperate, you're not getting your million dollars for this. And you're not getting your, and that's a lot of money to these local districts. That's how they play the game. That's why you don't have a black book. Or the so, but the black book, it's not just sitting. I mean, that's, that's, that's Hoover power times 10. And, and to me, that's a thing I think President Trump should run on. On day one, roll out the black book. And not just that. On day one, roll out all of the text message communications we, we were told were deleted. On day one, play the rest of the video of the pipe bomber. On day, you know, he need one of the reforms I talk about in Government Gangsters is you need a central node to be continuously declassifying. This is another thing they do. They overclassify. Over and I'm telling you, as a former number two in the IC... They overclassify 50% of the stuff there to protect the deep state. Oh, no, you can't see that. Nothing to see here. Gina was a master at it, of doing it. And we still haven't seen half of the Russiagate report that we wrote. Still under lock and key. On how the ICA was originally constructed. We, went, we put 10,000 man hours against John Brennan's team that did it. And we found out why they came up with their bogus conclusion. But we couldn't sell it to the world because we couldn't talk about it. And the government gangsters came in and buried it. All of these things, there needs to be a continuing central power, whether it's the White House or offsite, that says every request that comes in, just right out the door, as long as it's not a major threat to national security. Patriots, these people are traitors. They're treasonous and they run in a criminal cabal on a global level. They're internationally connected. They're tied to secret societies. That takes you to the Black Pope. That takes you to the Masons. That takes you to the Illuminati. All these things that are conspiratorial by name, if you don't understand the reality of that, you've missed the entire game. These people tie into the banksters, to, the, to BlackRock. They tie into Larry Fink. They tie into all this global network to try to create a surveillance state, to try to keep everybody in order. Why? Their greatest, greatest threat is truth and truth in which is being waged upon the, the, what they're doing and exposing them for whom they are. And they're doing everything they can right now in a desperation of throwing everything at the wall. And if you're standing against the wall because you think that you're going to be part of them, you're going to get shot. The simple fact is, and it's known that the, when they operate like this, they will take those that help them the most and those will be the first play, people that they eliminate, not us. So if you're one of those that's on the side of the deep state, one of those fools that believes that you're going to get something great out of this, if you're in the government, if you're kissing the tail of, of, the, of the Illuminati, the deep state, thinking you're going to get some, or some reward, <laughs> you are so stupid, so stupid, because you will be one of the first to be removed. And it doesn't matter your rank and file anywhere in their ranks. If you're not part of the senior level of that bloodline, you already have an X on your back because you're a threat. 
you're a greater threat than us because you know the inside games, you know the inside rules, and they know it. And if you think for a second that like some invading army, like because we are in a process right now of watching a transition of power, they are intentionally going after the United States. Why? Because they want to break us economically, militarily. They want to break the will of the people because they want to trans transfer a power to what they call a multipolar world. The Pentagon briefed this in 2012. I built the piece to brief it to the intelligence community. We were preparing for a multipolar, multi-talented multi world. And this is where they're moving us into because they don't want a single force of hegemony in the world, which is the United States. We went from a bipolar world, which was the Russia, the United States, and the Cold War. Once the Russia fell, we went to a monopolar world, which was the United States. And now what they're doing is they're taking all that power that they accumulated under the United States, under their cabals, and now they're pushing it across the world in various governments, and they're going to destroy the United States in the process. And the reason they do it is because of what is represented in our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and most importantly, the fact that we built a nation based on the Bible and on God. These are Satanists, and they've taken up housing here, and they've, they've observed our government, and they did that in the Act of 1871. They came in and quietly took over they played all sorts of language games in the legal community, and they turned our country into a satanic worship temple. Go see D.C., take a look at it. Don't think it's there for the benefit of the people. It's for the benefit of them. And all of this has been about building an empire fueled by the sacrifice of children, the drinking of children's blood, the eating of children's flesh. None of that's an exa exaggeration. That is who these people are. And every single person, Every one of them in D.C., whether they tell you this openly or not, knows this exists and knows this is the engine of power. You have a senior people in the FBI that are literally holding information, not for, for the people, but for the benefit of their own power to keep politicians in line. This is Hoover politics. To blackmail these politicians to do exactly what they want. They know who was on Epstein's flight. They know what was going on. And anybody that's flown on that flight, whether they confessed it or not, has a lot of accounting to do for what their time is and what they did. What Kash Patel just laid out here right now, was, which is developing a cell within the government to declassify and expose the deep state, that should be every person's platform if they mean anything to the people. But you know that they won't do it. They won't do it because to do it puts their own life at risk and it puts their own wealth at risk. Because ultimately, the deep state is going to try to save itself. That leaves us always back to the most important aspect of this entire fight, and it's always us. We have to stand up, and we are going to have to take this nation back. There's no in-between on this. Here's a really good laydown of the type of country that we live in. You were born in a cold prison. It is your country, your state. Number two, you have to pay for the prison stay. They call the prison fee taxes. Number three, you have no say what will be done with the money, but you have to pay. Number four, to pay the money, you have to work. The prison encourages you to buy new shiny products so you feel better about your poor existence. Number five, you are not allowed to exit the prison far enough to see the prison wall. Number seven, the prison gives you news and entertainment so that you don't discover the prison walls. Number eight, the prison does not allow strong family bonds or strong brotherhood unless you are a part of the group that is running the prison. Number nine, the prison you live in once you week sick and divided because weak prisoners can't climb the walls and most important number 10 the prison is mostly run by other prisoners it will collapse if enough prisoners will wake up every single person out here needs to understand that we have an opportunity now but you have to wake up if you're in government you don't get a pass you don't get to sit here and say that you're going to be living in a place where literally you can follow rules, keep your pension, have your, have your happy lifestyle on taxpayer money, and think that there's not going to be accountability. 
I go after hard on border agents because you're the ones that are performing the greatest level of treason right now in our government. You're abiding by rules which you know are against the Constitution, and you're letting those illegals flow in across this border and simply standing down because somebody said you're supposed to. You know that's illegal. I go after every single person in our government that's sitting in a cubicle, making orders, making directives, whatever you're doing, as if they're law passed by Congress in violation of the Constitution. And you sit here and think that you're going to be immune to persecution, prosecution, and all the, all the details that come along with treason. Let's explain what treason brings you. If you are found guilty of treason, it will be a lifetime of imprisonment or depending on the level, it will be death. That means you're swinging from a rope off of a gallows and don't think people won't be cheering you along. We're sick and tired of people not doing their job. And maybe it's going to be a lifetime of making big rocks into little rocks and little rocks into powder to make concrete to make big rocks again, but you'll deserve every bit of it and you'll never forget it. But we have lost way too many bodies in this country. We have lost way too many people who shed their blood for wars that should have never happened. We have put way too many people under dignified transfers. I sat through 25, not stat, I stood at attention through 25 dignified transfers in the month of July in Kandahar in 20, 2006. And if you don't think that doesn't settle your gut. And all of this so congressmen can sell out our country. So corporate, corporations can pad their profit lines at the expense of the American people, flooding in people here all over. There's a great article, a great post that came up today, and it's this. When people flee tyranny, they bring their families. When fighting-age males arrive at a country without their families, they're preparing for war. That's what's coming across our border. Doc Chambers from uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. Today's the 18th of December. We're out here uh, at the point of entry. 5,000 are sitting on the ground right now. It's increasing as we, as we go along. Information that we've received says another 7,000 should be processed through this particular point by morning. Uh, Joe and I have been here many times. Last time we were down here, we were in uniform, and now I'm a civilian and uh, in the Army of God. So uh, we'll keep t telling truths, and uh, you need to get this video to your legislators and tell them, in the state of Texas particularly, this is out of control. Thank you very much. It is totally out of control. Doc P. Chambers is down there with his civilian crew doing everything they can to prepare for the line, but every single one of us better be preparing. And here's the deal. The deep state wants you afraid. They want you to think that you are not going to win, that you can't overcome. We all will overcome. They think that we're going to kill each other. We won't. We won't because we understand truthfully who the enemy is. And the longer this has gone along, God's done an amazing job of showing us all the traitors that are out here. And that's very simple. We're waging this war in the spirit first, but don't think we aren't polishing our swords of steel because we are. Because when God gives us the authority to move forward with that, and he may and probably will, Jericho will happen. And we will cleanse this down to the root. And there'll be nothing left. And every bit of that gene line of those that have taken us off this, off this pit of hell or into this pit of hell, you, <laughs> there's not going to be anything left of your bloodlines. And there can't be. That's biblical. Just Let's just get it right. That's biblical. This is not a game. You have come after our children. You have tried to mutilate our children. You have brainwashed our children. You have broken families. You have taken assault on the a white male. You have tried to extinguish the white male. You have tried to upside down every single thing we stand for. You have forced into our society this retarded idea that somehow a man can have a baby, that there's no such thing as a woman, that gender inversion is normal. And you're doing it all simply to confuse a society and to break a generation so they can't stand up again. Every single child that goes through those mutilation surgeries will never have children or have the opportunity to have children. Every parent that took them down to that path of hell needs to carry that weight on their shoulders. You have screwed your children up for generations because you've destroyed bloodlines that haven't even been born yet. We are on a critical cusp right now of facing an enemy that has no morals, no ethics, and it seeks to only do one thing. It seeks to destroy. It seeks to kill. It seeks to maim. And it will do just that if, it does, if it's not arrested. And much of this problem rests back in the church. 
because the churches have become weak. They become convenient. They're trying to sell a, a soft Christianity that doesn't have to deal with contentious fights. Take a listen to this. He's like, I can't believe you would talk about homosexuality on a Sunday morning. I'm like, this is why our country yeah. is going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. This is why our Christians are going to hell because the fathers, the pastors, the protective agents have laid down their swords and they're talking about how to fix your car and your finances and your marriage. Why are they doing that? Our primary metric in the church is growth. It's what numbers awful. and money. And so in Laodicea, Revelation chapter three, where God says, I'm gonna blot your name out of the book, those guys, he says, you're rich and you have no need of anything. You think you're rich, but you're poor and wretched and miserable and blind and naked. Buy from me gold refined in the fire, which means go through the pain of the fire. And he says, if you do, you'll sit on my father's throne with me. The people that are in the worst position, the trashiest church of the book, get promised the throne if they'll reckon with their own sin and death that they're walking in. Because of money. God's trying to redeem their potential. Yes, exactly. Right. God's trying to redeem their potential. I would listen up if you're on that side, and there's a lot of people on that side right now. This is a spiritual war. At its core, this is a spiritual war. And right now, this war is being waged and should be waged by every person in prayer against the principalities outside of our normal reach, but we can reach them. That war has to go in and tear down regional principalities and controls. We have to dethrone those principalities, and we have to usurp them. We have usurp them and place in there the powers that God leads, which are the sons of the Most High. And once we start to tear that down, and we are tearing it down, you start to see the ripple effect down onto the ground. These people right now that are ruling this world, they are afraid, and they need to get more afraid. They need to be so afraid, they need to have their strings cut and their masters pulled away from them so that they suddenly realize that they're in this world alone and walking in the darkness in the desert. And there's only two options then, and life gets very simple. You either fall to the feet of Jesus and start weeping and begging for forgiveness and, and repentance, or you face judgment in the courts of heaven and likely a one-way ticket to the lake of fire. But for every veteran out there right now, whether you're law enforcement or whether you are military, if you're a veteran and you've put on that uniform and you've put your hand up and you've sworn an oath, you're being called to the line. Now get up, soldier, and get ready to move. Because this is not a joke. The call to action is now. And those actions have to center first and foremost on our faith. You have to get solid with where you are. You have to turn to God and say, God, lead me. You have to hear that call in your heart. You have to be awake in the warrior Christ within you. This is the hour. And we are facing a critical turn once we head into 2024. These people are not playing around. They understand how important is coming up next. They understand the pendulum will swing. They understand that the pendulum swings the way we are praying into it, that they have no chance of survival. And these people will not give up. They are not going to put down their swords and their shields for you and I unless we are able to walk within the true power and authority that Christ gave us. And on a, that's a very personal note for every single person to face, that if we are going to walk there, there has to be humility, there cannot be vengeance in your heart, and there has to be an ability to put yourself before the throne and let that fire refine you to get rid of the dross and let God reforge the silver to make it a perfect form in which he seeks to make you. These hours now are time that each and every one of us have to spend anchored in prayer, going through our process of repentance, looking to God, asking him, what do you need me to do? Where have I erred? What do I need to bring before the throne? What do I need to lay down? Because that's part of being called. And as we go through that refinement, it is the true selection. It's the ultimate selection, a selection that elevates you up into the mightiness of the greatest warrior force ever assembled, and it's global. And for every move Satan makes, God makes three greater. And if you want to be part of that, it's a process of refinement within. Our churches are broken. It's not that God isn't giving them a chance to repent, but you can't look to them for guidance. You're going to have to look within the book, within the word, within your heart, and pray into him. Because most of the churches are weak. They're more interested in making coffee bars and making it nice to donate money in a pot so they can continue their programs for social outreach and making everybody feel good. This is war. This is where we should be turning plowshares into, into swords. We are literally should be hearing those, those blacksmiths panging every single day, turning great, great works of steel into perfections of steel. 
And we should be, all of us, sharpening our spiritual swords every single day, refining them and attacking with them and going on and waging war against these principalities. You cannot take prisoners in this. We give people an opportunity to come to Jesus or we, we pray against them and we have them be held accountable at the feet of Jesus himself. But this is a war that's very real in the spiritual realm and God's calling you and you have to listen to it and you have to step into it. But sadly, we're not shaped that way in this world. Sadly, we've let this control go out of, get way out, of, out ahead of us. These people are sitting here today, they were in a, today and yesterday, yesterday and today, they're in a global conference on global warming. Global warming's the biggest scam going. There's nothing real about global warming. Global warming is all about control. It's all about taking control. It's all about stealing away that which is rightfully ours and rightfully what God gave us all. And in those moments, you start to realize just how bad things really are. Take a listen. Well, the climate change mafia strikes again. Of course, we've been talking about the asinine COP28 climate summit in Dubai this week, and we all know this doomsday climate cold is nothing more than a way to cripple the U.S. and the Western world, which is probably why China and Russia seem to be supportive of our transition away from reliable energy sources to wind, solar, and electricity. Now, speaking of energy, representatives from about 200 different countries agreed to a deal at the summit to start moving away from fossil fuels to start gradually using other sources of fuel. Following two weeks of extremely intense negotiations, the deal came together as a supposed way to lower greenhouse gas emissions globally in order to address the purported climate crisis. But then again, it's more of a manufactured crisis in order to concentrate power for the elites. So the U.S. ought to fight back against this deal with every fiber of its being. The president of the COP28 summit, Sultan Al-Jabbar of the United Arab Emirates, has praised the deal as being historic while also saying it's not a success until it's implemented across the globe. Now, all of this central planning regarding energy, among other things, might sound like a move right out of Joseph Stalin's Soviet-style playbook. And, well, that's because it is, as front of the show Mark Morano recently put it. Interestingly enough, though, is the fact that these discussions took place in the Middle East because the region is rife with OPEC countries, whose governments have gotten rich on the production and sale of petroleum. Meanwhile, the world's biggest polluters, such as China, India, and Russia, don't seem to be interested in giving up traditional fuel sources like coal and oil, given how important it is to their respective economies. But alas, the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change seeks to lower greenhouse gas emissions by more than 40% by the year 2030, which sounds like an impossible mission to me. With all of this said, it's important to talk about the real agenda hidden behind liberal PDs and platitudes about saving the planet from humanity, as if human beings are nothing more than a drain on the planet's precious resources. And that is their cult. That is what they believe in. That is what they do. They try to put the onus on all of the people because it is the representation of God's children. This is all variations of the spiritual war that are happening all around us. And they're waging this war and they're waging this war on all fronts. We can't sit still. We can't sit idle. We have to come forward and start waging war against them in mighty ways. And that always begins in the same place. It begins in prayer, and it begins, it begins in offensive prayer to wage war against the principalities and start to break them down, because that's where we've been given full authority to do just that. There's a great piece here on perspective about the church in the 21st century. Let me say this to everyone who is watching, who is listening. I will put my life on the line, and I will never blink twice about it, that Jesus Christ is the only true living God that was revealed in the flesh over 2,000 years ago. He was crucified, he was buried, and he rose from the dead on the third day, ascended to heaven, and sat at the right hand of his Father. And he will come again to judge everyone, the dead and the living. For this, I will never, ever go back on it. I will never, ever hesitate 
to proclaim it, to profess it, to acknowledge it, to confess it, that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my God, my Savior, my Redeemer. He is the Son of God, and He is God Himself at the same time who was revealed in the flesh. The problem, the problem of the church in the 21st century, the Lord Jesus pre-warned us what will happen to his beloved bride, the church. And he spoke, when you read in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, when it talks about the seven churches in Asia. But the seven churches are, we don't take them as seven churches, but they are the seven stages, which the only beloved church of Christ, because the Lord has only one church, since the church is his body, then his body is one. That's why his church is one. But this one beloved church will go through seven stages until his second coming. So the Lord did pre-warn us what will happen to his beloved church. All the names that you see in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 are of Greek origin. It begins with Ephesus and end, ends up with Laodicea. Now Ephesus means the beloved one. Laodicea, the rebellious one. So the Lord did say and pre-told us that in the end of times, my church would have walked away from me and denied me. Mm. Why? Because as I always mention in our talks, there are two pillars that need to be vividly clear in the church and present in the church of the Lord Jesus. One pillar, true love, and the other one, true humility. Now, true love and true humility in the 21st century church has diminished. I won't dare to say it's gone, God forbids, because if it's totally gone, then the Lord is definitely going to come and judge us all. Mm -hmm. But it has diminished and the percentage is very low running. True love, that is the definition in a nutshell of who God is and what God is. God is Love and humility. What is associated with love is knowledge, but what is associated with humility is wisdom. So therefore, when we say God is love and humility, we are at the same time saying he is knowledge and, and wisdom. What leads to love is knowledge, but what leads to wisdom is humility. The problem of the church in general, it lacks humility, therefore wisdom, and it lacks the true knowledge of God, therefore true divine love. This is why Christianity in the 21st century is weak. Mm. That's Bishop, that's Bishop Mari Emmanuel. And he's right. The church has become weak. Look at how our country started. Our country began from the pulpit. The Declaration of Independence came from sermons written in the 1700s. And here we are today with churches that are more interested in putting on a stage show, building a massive wealth and accumulating massive wealth so that pastors can be live lavishly and do whatever else they do. The other sick part about it is you have literally influx from the Catholic church coming into Protestant churches to try to buy their way into accepting this woke ideology. That has become a mainstay now of how the Catholic Church is literally operating. The Pope Francis approved blessings for same-sex couples, which is, as it's in the headline, it reads, in win for progressive Catholics. In other words, for your LGBTQ infection in the church, the Pope has now blessed same-sex couples. That's not of biblical anything. That's just straight-up satanic. Need we say more? The war is a spiritual war. It is being waged on the family. The whole root of this comes down to the family. We can talk about all the exterior, exterior things, all the threats that are coming across the border. We can talk about the economic war. We can talk about trade wars. We can talk about tech wars. We can talk about military wars. We're living in a completely different paradigm of warfare anyway, but the whole principle of it is that the war is focused on one principal route to destroy, to destroy the family, especially the family in the United States. This war isn't being waged the same anywhere else in the world, but it is being waged here. And unfortunately, there's such a weakness of faith within the American body that they're winning a lot of this war. They're tearing the family apart. 
And it doesn't matter whether a family is going to hold value to children or defending the children. The core of it is, do you hold the values of having a Christian foundation in your family? Do you hold the values of having letting God bless you with an unlimited family? Do you have the values of being able to stand against the fight of Satan that's going to try to turn your children into gay, lesbian, or transgender hand puppets? The real war is there. It's at the root. And as they destroy the family, they know that they stand against, They prevent a nation from growing. The United States birth rate is down to 2.3%. And that's with, with people that are here as citizens. Yet the ones coming across the borders, they're the replacements. Seven and a half million plus and growing. And it's coming hard and fast. This is really a time to understand that warfare like this does not classify itself in any sort of traditional warfare that you may understand or know. We call it fifth generation warfare to a certain degree. It's sixth generation warfare. And I even call it now seventh generation warfare, a, a term that I've, I've tagged. So fifth generation warfare is going to be using indirect methods, influence operations, non-uniform personnel, non-traditional assets to fight. That means like military-age males coming across the border from Africa, embedding in your community to install violence throughout the community and to try to break the community's will, while an information war is being waged by your own government and by the media assets. Sixth-generation warfare is going to use artificial intelligence and various influence aspects to change your perspective on reality. And that's to change the entire concept of how you see reality so that you live in an alternate space and can't even rationalize what you see before you. We are there as well. That's the whole woke agenda. And that whole woke agenda is literally telling you things like men can have babies. And people after a while go, well, men can have babies. Completely counter to everything that's normal, natural, and real, and yet people believe it. We get to a place where women say they're men. Men say they're women. Kids say that they're a dog, a cat. I mean, this this is sixth-generation warfare because it's the bending of the mind of reality to where people accept it and walk in it. And we have such a weak moral base in this nation, there isn't the pushing back against us to say no, and not just no, but absolutely no. And much of that is rooting in the fact that we don't have our churches, the body of churches, the hundreds of thousands of churches in this nation, waging prayer war against the principalities. We're not waging war in the spirit. We're not tearing down those strongholds and ripping apart fortresses. We're not cutting off the chains that bind and the strings that control. And so the demonic and those empowers because we are always spirit first and flesh second. Because we're there, they are literally getting seizing control. And we're sitting here by looking up and going, well, Jesus, are you going to come and save us? We were given the authorities to deal with it. Seventh generation warfare is where we should be. That's where we literally are waging this war in the spirit. We are taking the fight from the remnant and going full on into this. We are not letting sixth generation warfare win. We, instead, we are turning the tide. We're standing with our authorities. We're proclaiming ourselves as the children of the Most High, the awakening. We're bringing ourselves before the throne to be refined under the fires, to burn out the dross and let God reforge the silver and refine it to the perfection that he wants us to be. We're accepting the gifts and authorities. We're stepping into the apostolic, the prophetic. We're using those tools as ways to guide strategy and to know where to attack. We're listening in our dreams. We're praying in to listen to the word of God to guide us. We're not hesitating back and holding back and trying to tell ourselves because somebody in church is uncomfortable with it and they're telling you, that's not doctrinal. You can tell them to go drink their latte and get out of the way. And I'm sure those types of churches have plenty of lattes to give. You need to be in the place now where we're literally waging war as Jesus did. You need to be healing the sick and the broken. You need to be casting out demons, raising the dead. You need to be seeking the greater works like Peter walking on water with Jesus. Because it's all said there that we can do it. And when we're giving ourselves to that, submitting ourselves to that sort of authority, this enemy has no chance. And that's truly where the first level of this warfare is won. Will there be a war in the flesh? We all hope not. But the reality is the Bible tells us otherwise. There will likely be a war in the flesh. But the difference is that you're not waging a war by your own heart, by your own deceived heart or corruptible heart. You're not waging a war based on emotions, based on hatred. We're waging a war in the flesh as God leads our hand because our hearts have been purified. We're literally listening to him and we're walking with in that humbleness and that love of kingdom. And that's a contradiction that so many people have a hard time rationalizing that has spent their life in the dead stone walls. 
because love is about giving everything away and just hugging and doing nothing. Love is about a ferocity of understanding that there's a line that you do not cross. There's a righteous fire that burns within you to know that you're standing in the line and between you and those that stand behind you that have died over the years, sacrificed themselves, or even that line between you and kingdom. You understand that God has infinite love, but he's also a God of war and wrath, that there is a line that evil cannot cross, and we stand there in love for our brethren, but we understand that it is not the sinner, it is the sin, and we look out past that, and we go after the demonic, we wage war against it, we slay it, we cast it out, and we set those free that will be set free. We seek to set ourselves free. We keep ourselves free and help others to be free, and in so doing, we raise up the power of the body of Christ. Defiance becomes an authority and a gift to God, not a compliance to evil. And we defy evil. We defy what it represents. We do that at all costs. We don't worry about the sacrifices in the flesh because we are not of the flesh. We are of the spirit. And so we do this in mass and the system begins to creak and groan to a massive halt. It begins to implode because people cease to play the game. But as long as we keep playing the game and going along with the rules of them, they have the upper hand. And that leaves God with different options that are not the options I would say that would be ideal. And it won't be ideal for any of us. This is the hour to wake people up. And there's many good voices out here that are doing that, speaking into it. But there has to be more. And part of our mission now is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to wake people up, to let them see the reality and understand truly the nature of this fight. Everything around us is a fabric of, in, of, of fiction. Everything. The events that we deal with, the, the, the murders, the, the mass shootings, the events of terrorism, they're all staged and orchestrated by an elite coup, an elite cabal of criminals that literally want you constantly hating each other and turning your sword against one another instead of them. They're masters of deception. By deception, we wage war. That was Mossad's motto. And trust me, they've got their fingers in this too. Intelligence agencies become the puppet masters and be above them are their puppet masters. And everything they contrive and do is to try to keep people at odds with one another so people can't see the true path ahead. We aren't hate or haters of each other. We've been taught to hate each other. But in our hearts, as God built us, we actually love each other. But they don't want that. They fear that. They understand what the power of that is. And when we truly stand in a place where we can start to come together and walk side by side as brothers and sisters, and we understand the love of truly loving thy brother, as Christ told us and the most, one of the most important directives he gave us, love thy brother, love thy neighbor. Be willing to sacrifice yourself for another, that martyrdom spirit in the true sense of being a Christian. That's what they fear. And when we get there as a collective whole, as a body, They've got no chance. That's where we're fighting to and where we're fighting from. That's when we get to string kingdom strongholds. That's when we put our feet on the ground and we say, we're standing on the rock of faith. There's nothing you can do to shake me. And that's when we start to write the rules ourselves, not based on our own will, but based on what God guides us to do, what's in scripture and where we're told to go by him. But this, this evil cabal right now mocks us because we don't have the intestinal fortitude as a nation to say no more. They laugh at us when they traffic seven, eight million children a year globally for their pleasures, for their profiteering, for their commodity wealth, for their need for adrenochrome, for their need for flesh, all of this. It's part of their culture. They're striking a blow every single time they can to get as close to God and hurt him, to steal the newborn to abort it from the womb, to get people to willfully cut off their seed and not have children anymore. These are all strikes to God. And it's time to reform that line, to repent, to restore, to get back on track with being the children of the Most High. And in so doing, we raise that sort of steel. We face this enemy ruthlessly and relentlessly we strike it down. And they can't stand what we can bring because when we stand truly, with the power of Jesus running through us, it is the true sense of humbleness of a humble warrior. 
It is a true sense of not worrying about or having any fears in your heart. It's the true sense of being in the moment, truly living in the fullness of the moment without any expectations of the morrows or the yesterdays. And we stand in that place with no fear, living in the fullness of what is given before us and maximizing every second, every breath, all for him. The enemy fears that. And that's where God's love is greatest. And that's where the authority given to us is greatest. And that's where the enemy's greatest weakness is. For in those moments, the enemy has one of two choices. Fall to its knees, weep, and seek repentance before our king. Or face a one-way ticket to the lake of fire and eternal burning and damnation. And we have that place to stand. We have been given the authorities and dominion over evil. So let us use it. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight humbled, empowered, with a righteous fire burning within us. And Father, we just pray tonight boldly that all that's said and all that's done in these coming days and these coming weeks and a period of time and a time of season which is about life is about preserving life and raising up life. That our prayers lift those higher around us. That our prayers strike down the demonic that seek to pull those into the pit. That we pray for those to set them free. We pray for those to heal. And we use the greatness of what Christ gave us as the warriors in this fight to do a fight un unprecedented in the time of man. To spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. To heal the sick and the broken to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to seek those greater works as Christ will lead. And in so doing, to bring the miracles of the living God into this world, to bring the wonders and miracles around us, and let it be witnessed before others so that they have no question whom you are. Let us be the vessels for that, Father. Let them witness these powers as we pray into you, as we put ourselves before the throne, to refine ourselves in the fires of, of refinement separating the dross from the silver, letting us be purified in your hand. Let us now stand in those hours to receive those anointings that you've given us, to activate those gifts and talents that are within us, and to now stand in the gap and to be able to use these authorities to literally bring the living miracles into this world by your hand. And let the world be witness, for it's there that there is no dispute who the one God is. And then there's no dispute of whom they actually serve. And it's at that point that the clarity of the path becomes perfect. Those that choose to walk to darkness and those that choose to walk to you. And we've already made that choice. And all we seek now is to bring more of the children home. But let it also be in our path, Father, to separate out those of true evil. To be able to see those true evil and clarify it without any hesitation. A purification of our sight in such a way that we see evil for what it is and who it is to be able to identify, to pray against, and to cast out. And in so doing, free those that are within its control that may be there because of a weak heart, a weak faith, perhaps something that they did that they didn't even understand what it would do to them. And it's there that we bring them into the path of forgiveness and repentance to restore them back into kingdom. So raise us, Father, as we raise our hands and we say amen. And now in this hour, we march forward listening to your authorities, to your directions, the footsteps that you ask us to place, lifting our hands to strike with the sword of the steel and the sword of the spirit as you call, not as our heart demands. And so doing, Father, your army is sitting in the weight and in the wings and ready to move. And we pray this tonight that these messages settle into the many's hearts that are ready to move, that they awaken that power of the, of the warrior Christ within to be able to come to the line now and prepare for what is ahead. We must go on the offensive. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Pray hard. Pray hard on the offensive, not just for yourself, but for what you're trying to tear down. Tear down those principalities. Tear down those fortresses. Blow holes in the walls of their empires. Let them people know openly what you're praying against. Become the intercessor of prayer that is so needed. And let us now move a greater movement than ever in the body of Christ to shift the game and do it all by God's will. 
Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 